You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Monday, May the 3rd, first episode of the show in May. I am the St. Louis Cardinals mega fan and your host for the show, Lucas Smith. Coming off of a sweep for the Redbirds, that's what we're going to be talking about today as the Cardinals improve their record to 14-12 over the weekend with a three-game sweep of Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh. And now, and as we sit here early Monday morning to record this, uh, the Cardinals currently sit just a game out of Milwaukee as the Brewers get stomped on by the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers. They got to want to, you know, beat up the Brewers too bad for that because the Cardinals are going to have a tough time with L.A. as well, but hopefully the Cardinals aren't giving up two grand slams in consecutive innings um, to, to L.A., but uh, the Cardinals actually improved to 16-12. and 12. I'm sorry, I misspoke at the top. But nevertheless, it was a really good weekend for St. Louis. Kind of gave them a little bit of a, an early season separation now against Cincinnati as they're two and a half games ahead of them, which is the second closest team, as the Reds sit at 13-14. and 14. And again, the Cardin- or the Brewers sitting at 17-11. and 11. Pirates 12 and 15, four and a half out, and the four Chicago Cubs are in last place in the division on May 3rd, five games out at 12 and 16. You know, definitely not a very exciting team to watch, but I think that they're still underperforming even ever so slightly. So we'll just keep keep our eyes on that. But before we you break it down game by game, this was a weekend that the Cardinals you know not necessarily needed to have. They weren't scuffling. They didn't need a sweep, but just for the Cardinals to beat up on the Pirates, which in all honesty is a team that they should beat is a huge plus. Um, they, they had really good offensive showings every day except for yesterday. Um, even yesterday, the, the one hero was Bader. Pitching was solid all weekend long. Um, so again, not that, you know, that they were coming in scuffling or coming in needing uh, anything, but when, when, you're, when, you think, when you consider yourself a good team, as I'm sure the Cardinals do and the Cardinals are a good team, you need to prove that by... There's two ways to prove that in my opinion. Number one, beating the best. Um, you know, if, if you are the best, you have to beat the other people that claim they're the best. And also beating up on those that are weaker and you're weaker. Being, beating up on the weaker teams, to put it simply. And that's what the Cardinals did yesterday, beating up on a weaker Pirates team by getting a sweep on the road. Their uh, second road sweep of the year, their third sweep of the season. Yeah, their road sweep coming at uh, Miami, and the other home sweep uh, obviously coming last weekend against Cincinnati. So the weekend's have been kind to St. Louis the last two weekends um, as they last two weekends have swept both teams that they've played. And it was kind of a different story from the first start of the year, uh, first couple weekends of the year, and they couldn't win a weekend game. Uh, now that uh, they've won uh, six weekend games in a row, and the last game that they lost that was on the weekend was uh, Sunday the 18th. But other than that, they've won the 23rd, 24th, 25th, and then 30th, 1st, and 2nd over their weekend in all in pretty pretty comfortable fashion. You had final scores of 7-3, 9-5, and 3 or 12-5 and 3-0. Most of the tw- uh, some of those 12 runs coming late, uh, but nevertheless, for the most part pretty pretty convincing. So let's go back to Friday's game to start breaking this down a little bit. And again, bottom line in all of this is a sweep was a sweep, not too much to nitpick. Good job on the Cardinals for beating up on a team that they absolutely should beat and need to beat uh, with regularity this year, playing them 19 times. Uh, Friday was another good day for Tyler O'Neill. 
went three for four, hit a pretty deep bomb that, I don't know, the StatCast people said it was 426, I think, or 425 or something like that, but I don't know, that ball was absolutely murdered. And when you look at his numbers right now, and again, numbers just a just about a month in, a little less for him, take it with a grain of salt, but five home runs and 63 at-bats, a 270 average, which is something I did not think I'd be saying that's to Tyler O'Neill's name in May. On base, not very high at 292, but he makes up for it with the slugging because uh, his OPS is 832. Um, and in his last seven games, O'Neill's hitting 393. Um, no walks, which is uncharacteristic of him because even though he does strike out a lot, he does tend to walk more often than not. Um, not more often than that, but he does tend to walk more often than others. Uh, but no walks in his last seven games at least. Uh, but his slugging percentage at 540. As the kids say, that will play. Uh, O'Neal definitely on, on a hot streak right now and um, playing very well uh, for, for St. Louis. And that, that, that's huge. You know, if the Cardinals can get all three, their outfielders going at least a little bit. Talk about Bader in, in, in just a bit. But they can get Carlson and O'Neal, Bader going. That's a pretty deadly outfield. I think the upside on this outfield is extremely high. Carlson's sputtering just a little bit. Um, he went one for five in Friday's game. But with, with, a, uh, with, a, with a double... I might add, and uh, Arenado also had his second double. Carlson with six doubles already, which I did not expect. But uh, something that, that I do want to keep our eyes on just a little bit is Van Arsen's scoring position. Because even though the Cardinals did get uh, seven runs on uh, Friday's game, and those seven runs coming via a, a double which was uh, by Arenado, which was kind of a, a fluke double on Kai Tom. He had a rough... Rough series in the field, did, did Kai Tom. Uh, Arnado also had a double in the third. O'Neill had a home run. Carpenter with a three-run bomb. I'll talk about him in a little bit. Um, and then Paul Goldschmidt scoring on an error as well. I'll talk about Carpenter in just a moment. But um, two for ten with runners in scoring position is the number that I want to kind of look at and not freak out about, but definitely keep our eyes on um, for, for a little bit of cause for concern. Um, or at least um, keep an eye on it for for future future notice, um, as the you know you don't want to have that number be that low even in wins. You definitely want to keep that number higher. Um, and then when you're looking at the pitching side, John Gant five walks, not great, um, but five innings, one earned run. If he does that every time out, even if it is just five innings as a four or five starter, I'll take that every time out. Webb struggled a little bit, but behind him bullpen was great. Cabrera rebounded exceptionally well. I cannot put that in enough context. Cabrera rebounded especially well after the fiasco over uh, the week with the Phillies. Six up, six down, two punch outs. Looked really good. It, I mean, it looked like the Cabrera before. Cabrera of old. Not that he had been struggling for a super long time, but um, for, for him to kind of step back and step back into the role of, of, of pitcher there and say, all right, I can do this. I got this. That's huge. Um, that, that was big for Cabrera to, to step into that and to do really well. Um, I was I was really impressed with Cabrera. Then Helsley closed out the closed out the game, and the Cardinals I thought got, did an okay enough job against Brubaker. They did strike out seven times against him, and then uh, Ben Noy struck the Cardinals out three times. But let's get back to Matt Carpenter with a big pinch hit, three run home run, earning him another start over the weekend. The Cardinals gave Goldschmidt a day off yesterday. Um, you know what? I'm not trying to say Carpenter should start every day. I'm not. But the fact of the matter is, if this guy's going to continue to hit like this, there's no reason to not pinch hit him. Right? I mean, he's 
He's, he's still valuable. I think that he can still provide some pop in this lineup. He has shown that over the last two days, or over the last four, three, four days, I guess. But the two days that he hit the back-to-back pinch hit home runs, those are big moments, guys. You know what? I, I'm, I'm really tired of people saying, hit a home run. Oh, that got him a start. Oh, good for him. That, that's going to get him, you know, just complaining about a home run, like not wanting to see guys like Carpenter do well. You know, I mean, I understand that Carpenter struggled. I understand the complaints against him. But at the same time, if, if he's going to produce, if he's going to hit, let him hit and be happy with it. I, I, I just, it, it baffles me the amount of people that, that that scoff when Carpenter does well because, oh, that means he had one good hit, so he's going to be raved about in the media and he's going to get another start. He's going to get more playing time. If he's going to produce, give him playing time. I'm not saying he's produced as much as he should this year. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he should start every day. I'm not saying he should play every other day. I'm just saying don't scoff or roll your eyes when he hits a home run. Be excited. Be happy. Look more positively. You know, I feel like I'm more positive than, than most people, especially when it comes to some Cardinal fans out there. But he's gotten unlucky this year, and no fans are really tired of hearing that. And I understand that, gripe. But Carp played well on Friday, pinch hit three-run home run, ended up being part of the difference. Hopefully he can continue to, to play like he has the last couple of days. Uh, granted, he didn't light the world on fire in his start yesterday. I will I will give you that. But nevertheless, when he does well, uh, give him give him credit there. So so that was Friday's game. We're going to take a quick break and then talk about Saturday's game. Flaherty gutted through a start, but the Cardinals' offense busted out uh, with with a big game. So we'll talk about the Saturday's game coming up here in just a moment. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. We are now over a month into the baseball season, so it's in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline.ag. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and even your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in on the game as teams are preparing for the runs to playoffs in the NBA and teams prepare for the long haul of the season in the MLB. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50%, that's right, 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. L-O-C-K-E-D. Locked On gets you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. I do want to hit just a couple of things before we get to, to game two. One of them is my lack of availability of the weekend. I do apologize. I was umpiring a lot. Uh, umpiring a lot this weekend as well. Scheduled to do it Monday to Thursday. So live tweeting won't be uh, always there right away. Hopefully I can get back early enough. And as a high school baseball season here in Missouri is nearing postseason. So umpires are scrambling all, all over the place. So I appreciate your um, your understanding and your um your patience with that. I'm still getting episodes out every day, still watching the game as much as I can, uh, finding highlights and replays and things of that nature. I also, can't, I don't know if you noticed or not, but I do sound a little groggy today, and that's not just because I'm recording early in the morning. I am finding a little bit of a bug. I think it's spring allergies. Uh, vaccine shot number two last week knocked me out uh, last Wednesday, so some of it's still suffering from that a little bit, but I think at the most part right now, it's just allergies, so uh, I do apologize f- for that. But uh, let's go ahead and talk about Tuesday's or Saturday's game, the second game of the doubleheader, or the doubleheader, she's of the uh, of the series. And this one got off to a hot, hot start uh, with four runs in the first. 
uh, thanks in part to a Paul Goldschmidt single, but also Paul DeYoung. Uh, Paul DeYoung was ended up that being his only hit for the day. Hit the ball hard other times. Um, hit the ball hard in other at bats. Uh, pretty much every at bat besides that. Um, and again, the home runners hit pretty hard. So not to say that he was an all or nothing guy. He still made solid contact. And again. You know, I'm not trying to say that just because people are hitting the ball hard, that means they should get all the players in the world and they should get, you know, we should look past their mistakes because they're making good contact. You know, and I understand that this is an argument made for Matt Carpenter. I still think it's an important one just to not completely give up on the hitter, that there is something working because hard contact is being made, which is the goal at some point, right? Um, but, you know, that, that is not the end-all, be-all, right? That's why whenever I was defending Matt Carpenter with that, with him being unlucky, him hitting the ball hard, that was not me saying he should play every day. That was me saying that he should be given more opportunities because if you hit the ball hard, um, you're going to find holes eventually. DeYoung found a hole in the seats, hit it out for nothing. Um, continue looking at the offense. Tyler O'Neill had another hit today, uh, or Saturday rather, uh, an RBI as well. Tommy Edmond with a four-hit performance. He continues to hit. Arnott on Goldie with three hits each. O'Neill with a couple hits DeYoung. So Saturday was a really good day for the one through... One through six, but uh, really one through four, one through six, all were pr- productive. Kisner and Bader were with tough offers. I will say for Bader, though, positive that he only struck out once. He only struck out three times over the weekend in his three games, which for him is a pretty good number, if you ask me. Um, and I'll talk again, I'll talk about him whenever I talk about the big home run he hit yesterday. Um, talk about him in a little bit more detail as to what I see. But uh, 15 hits and 12 runs is nothing to complain about. Nothing whatsoever, especially when the top of your lineup, when, when one through four has 11 hits, um, there, there's really little to nothing to complain about. I suppose the only thing you could complain about is just just the two home runs. Is Justin Williams came in and pinch hit and hit an opposite field home run in the ninth thing for a two-run shot. Uh, Arenado had a triple in this game. Um, so really, I mean, like I said, hard to find too much stuff to complain about. In, on Saturday's game. You know, I talked about it on Friday's show that Cahill was due for another bad outing. His outings this year have been good, bad, good, bad. Uh, or I guess I should say bad, good, bad, good. And then this one was bad again. And by usually his starts are worse. Gave up six and five and seven runs. Um, but Cahill was able to stay in the game after that first inning. So, I mean, credit, credit to him. Um, able to stay in the game a little bit longer than probably most thought he was going to be. Uh, but stays in keeps the Cardinals just to five runs and what could have been a laugher early ended up being more of a laugher late as uh, Poppin did not have it give it up um, five runs just two of them earned though one of them was um, he his own error as he threw the ball not even close to center field um, I'm in the state of mind that if the pitcher commits the error then maybe the run should be earned or there should be an asterisk or something like that because uh, I feel like that, that that's on him <laughs> at that point but you know, Flaherty did strike out nine. His pitch count got up there a little bit, 104 and in six innings. Um, he talked about how he's not happy with the quality start that he got. Because by the book, he, he pitched a quality start. Six innings, three or less runs. He went six innings, gave up six hits, three earned. He walked two, struck out nine. But he, he brought up the point that I was bring up when we're talking about um, quality starts. Six innings, three earned is four and a half ERA. That's not quality. That's that's above average, if I had to guess. It's not quality, especially from an ace. 
if your ace is getting quality starts every time out and that quality start is the minimum of that quality start of six innings, three runs, you need to pick a different ace. So I'm not saying the Cardinals need to pick a different ace, but if that's what the if that's the bar that is set by your ace, that, that's cause for concern for me. And again, I'm not trying to say that um, that, that Flaherty shouldn't be the ace or that he needs to, like, like I said, he has the bar high. He would say that he did not pitch as well as he wanted to on Saturday. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. I wish he would have pitched a little better as well. I think that, you know, not only do good teams need to, need to dominate bad teams, aces need to, need to dominate bad teams. And, you know, he did strike out nine, which is, you know, if you strike out nine every six innings, you'll take that. But, you know, the, the three earned runs in six innings against the Pirates probably isn't exactly what he had in mind. I know it's not what he had in mind. Ran a little bit, ran into a little bit of trouble in that third inning there that kind of elevated his pitch count. And the other two runs were scored on a Brian Reynolds double and a Colin Moran single. Those two earned runs were charged to um, Hicks and Cabrera. Hicks's ERA is still a little higher than I would like. Uh, he was only able to get two outs in his performance. Uh, Cabrera, not as sharp as he was Saturday, or Friday, but that's okay. And then to finish it out, Gallegos pitched an inning uh, and Cody Whitley. Pitched an inning. Uh, it's good to get a guy like Cody Whitley some low leverage moments. Uh, I feel like Whitley could be really good. I talked about that on on previous podcasts. He could be, you know, he, he can make this good bullpen to a different level, I think. Um, but we'll see what he brings to the table. Um, good to get him some confidence um, when you're talking about um, getting in low leverage moments. So before we talk about Bader and the offense. I want to talk about Carlos freaking Martinez. The tsunami wave is back. Eight innings, five hits, two walks, just three punch outs. I get three punch outs is not a lot, especially in today's game. But if you're going to go out there and give me eight scoreless, I don't care if you don't strike out anybody. He was moving. He was pitching at a good pace. Keeping the Pirates off balance. His pitches looked great on yesterday. There's really not much else to say other than well done, Carlos. And this is back-to-back starts now where Carlos is really, really impressed. And that's that's huge. Getting him on a, sh- on a string of really good starts can be really, uh, really important for him. After since his five inning six run outburst against Philadelphia, and again all those runs coming in one inning, he did end up retiring eleven in a row at one point. So that's that's worth noting. At Washington, six innings earned run, three punch outs, got a win. They're picked up a loss. I'm sorry. Um, so excuse me, this is three starts in a row of of do, pretty much dominance. Seven and third innings against Philadelphia, two runs, one of them earned, struck out four, walked two. Picked up his first wins in 2018 as a starter. And then May 2nd to yesterday, eight innings, like I mentioned, five hits. He hit two, walked two, but he struck out three. Opponents hitting just 209 off of him yesterday. Opponents hitting, really, say what you will, opponents only hit 213 off of Carlos uh, in, in the first month of starts. ERA down to 3.72. I mean, in three starts, it's dropped nearly three points. So, you know, say what you will about Martinez's inconsistencies in the past. And I understand it's only May. I'm not trying to get too excited here, but he was really, really good yesterday. And he's been really, really good his past two times out. So I'm 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 really excited for what Martinez can do this year and hopefully prove a bunch of the 
the doubters wrong. So got to get one more uh, break in here to tell you about our sponsor today, which is Built Bar. So I'll take that one last break, talk about the offense, Harrison Bader, as well as preview tonight's game and tonight's series um, against the Mets. Uh, but I will uh, talk about that here coming up in just a moment. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market with 18 incredible flavors you can't go wrong. They have nut and non-nut options. My favorite of all of them, you all know, it's cookies and cream. But I'm going to throw out a couple other favorites that I don't usually talk about. That is Cherry Barcia, Coconut, Banana Bread even, and as well as Raspberry. And you all know I also love double chocolate because that's extra chocolate because all of these bars are already covered in chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew, and they have that great built bar taste. But just because they're covered in that 100% chocolate, they are still great for the health-conscious person. Yes, that includes those double chocolate ones. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in this delicious treat because these bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. Get yours today by going to BuiltBar.com, and because you're a lovely listener of Locked On Cardinals, I'll give you a promo code. That promo code is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. Head over to BuiltBar.com right now and order a bunch. And use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Cardinals start a series against the Mets tonight. Wainwright gets the ball there. Uh, I'll talk about that coming up in just a moment. Uh, But Harrison Bader. Underwhelming overall performance over the weekend. Just 2 for 12. So I'm not here to say that he lit the world on fire. Um, because, because he didn't, right? But he did make the difference in yesterday's game. Three-run bomb in the uh, second inning. Literally was, was the only offense the Cardinals had all day. As, uh, <coughs> excuse me, as Crow, Oviedo, Crick, and Rodriguez, uh, for the most part, shut down the Cardinals offense. Uh, so credit to them. And again, real quick, I'm Matt Carpenter. 0 for 2, but he did walk twice, got on base. A lot of people like to see that. But anyways, O'Neal was uh, also had two hits. He had the other two of the other four hits. DeYoung also had one, so a good job for O'Neal. But again, Bader. Bader, Bader, Bader. Um, I, told, I talked about this on Friday, not to freak out if he has a great series and not to freak out if he has a terrible series. Right now, if, if I mean, if he hits 182, even with an on-base percentage of 308 and a slugging of 455 for an OPS of 762, those latter two numbers aren't terrible. But if you go two for every 12 over the course of 162 games, or for Bader, 120, 130 games, depending on how much he gets in after he missed the first month, probably not going to light the world on fire. Probably not going to stay up too long. So I'm not here to say that he was he was incredible. I'm also not here to say freak out. He's awful. And I misspoke earlier. He was 2 for 11. Because at the end of the day, he did have a, two two games with, with RBIs. And he stole the bag. So that shows <laughs> that not only can he drive in some runs, but he has the ability to steal bases with his speed. Again, I used this word before. Underwhelming would definitely be the word that I would use to describe his start. But nevertheless... He still has potential. Don't throw in the towel on Harrison Bader just yet. Don't. I'm telling you right now, don't. For you Bader haters out there, you want to stop listening to the podcast right now, you have to give people more than a weekend to judge. And I understand Bader has struggled for more than a weekend. Everybody has struggled for more than a weekend at a time. 
and I yes, Bader more so than others. But I really think that Bader can turn the corner this year. I was right with O'Neill. I was right with Martinez. Maybe the third time is a charm when I'm wrong on Bader. And again, it's only May, so maybe I end up being wrong on all three of them. But I want to see more of Bader. I do. I think that he he can be really good. He had, he had right. It was home run was off a right hander, off a breaking pitch. It looked like a little spinner, a little slider, maybe 87 miles an hour. I'll take it. I will absolutely take it. Um, Bader will probably in the starting lineup tonight as the Cardinals take on the New York Mets. First pitch at 6:45. Wainwright gets the start. Uh, his first start since his uh, um. COVID-19, COVID-19, excuse me, COVID-19 IL stint. Uh, right now, the Mets have TBD listed on their starting rotation. This is at 7.45 in the morning on uh, on Monday, May 3rd. So it seems a little late to me to have a TBD. Uh, but Tuesday, Cardinals are going to face DeGrom. Let's just enjoy watching Jacob DeGrom pitch. That's all I can say on that game. Um, but again, I'm just going to talk about today's game with Wainwright. Um, looking to kind of, you know, a little bit of a of a delay with the COVID nineteen list, but looking to continue strings of good starts. I had seven innings, one earned run against Washington, and then the complete game tough luck loss against the Philadelphia Phillies when he struck out eight. Um, so again, hoping to continue that streak really, because uh, you know again, again if Wainwright pitches to a four oh eight ERA over the course of the season, I think I think Cardinals take I'll take that overall. Um, because right now it looks like Martinez is shifting upwards to be your number two, and Wainwright might be closer to your three or four, because Gant might be pitching better than a five. But nevertheless, 645, or 545, I'm sorry, first pitch. No, I'm wrong again. 645, central time, first pitch, St. Louis, hoping the rain stays away, um, and we will see where we go from there. But I will be back tomorrow to talk to you guys about this game and preview Jacob DeGrom versus KK Kim on Tuesday. I'm going to tell you a lot of talk to you guys again. Be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a great day.